Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story. Uh, this is the Feedback Edition. Feedback Friday! Feedback Friday! Where we sit back, kick back, and... Let chaos reign! Let, let the chaos reign. Um, do you have any other thoughts about the episode before we get into the feedback? No. Me either. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I got everything out on Wednesday. Uh, Danielle uh, is up first. She said, I have a couple thoughts uh, to add to your thoughts on the morning after. So these next thoughts few po- on thoughts on thoughts, thoughts on thoughts and on the previous uh, podcast. Okay. Uh, you all mentioned the Garden of Eden. Not only are the snakes symbolic, but did you notice that the way uh, they made the Apple logo a focal point when the teens opened the laptop? Ooh, they gave into the temptation. Oh, you're Look right. Look at Murphy being smart and allegorical. Look at the the listener for catching it. Big brain on Danielle. You all said bodies have uh, having to remain at the murder house when haunted. Actually, the person just needs to die inside the murder house or on the property. Cecily, the body does not need to remain there. Also, they gave us previews for next week's episode, and it appears as if Halloween is going to be a thing. Uh, it's really bittersweet, this email. Uh, Real yeah. bittersweet. In response to the murder house thing, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I recognize that that's true because it's been evidenced, but <laughs> I don't understand then how the uh, the maid, the the sexy maid mm-hmm. witch crone, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why she's so obsessed with someone finding her body because she made it seem like if her body was found and moved that she could finally be free. Hmm. That's what she, it seems like. Yeah, I thought... So I, that, that confused me. It's all a blur watching the first season, because we marathoned that in the course of like three nights. But I kind of thought that there was a breadcrumb in that direction, too. Or maybe she just wanted to found so that someone would be brought to justice. Right, I mean, that was a whole plot point. Her they, mother would get peace. That's right. They no, built... But, I mean, Mr. Harmon built the mm-hmm. whole gazebo over her and the other right, woman's right, body. right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I was confused about what the significance of that was. Uh, Danielle also has a couple of thoughts on Rubberman. Rubberman. Aaron said that it is uh, it was perfectly safe because you can't catch STDs from a ghost. However, Rubberman, as Tate was able to impregnate the mom in Murder House, ah, baby's the ultimate STD. Oh no! You can't shake that shit. That shit's for life. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely a transfer of fluids. Demon semen. STD spectrally transmitted diseases. Spectrally transmitted diseases? No. <laughs> you don't know where that dirty rubberman's been. Um, also, have either of you considered that it could be possible for Tate to be in the rubberman suit? If you, if so, we just saw Evan Peters on Evan Peters. Hmm. Hmm. I suppose. I suppose. It's, I, I, I get know, wait, it. I wait. know that Tate was the one wearing the rubberman suit. Uh, one thing I'll say is that she also speculated that, you know, Halloween's the one night they could leave the bounds of the house. Yeah. Um, it doesn't think, I, I don't, that, that didn't play didn't, in Didn't here. Like we, yeah. Well, I mean, it just, no one left the bunker really. So if anyone's a ghost and this is below murder house, then there's nothing was proved or disproved, unfortunately. Gotcha. Uh, finally, she says, did you notice they played Time in a Bottle in this episode, which is also an Evan Peters Quicksilver scene from X-Men Days of Future Past? Not familiar with the song right off the top of my head. Um, it's If I Had Time in a Bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, they, yeah, I I should have picked that up because I did like, I do like the scenes in the new X-Men 
Um, Ooh, did you see they just released a trailer for or a uh, poster for Dark Phoenix? No, I hadn't. Mm. No, I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I had not. Yeah, I had not seen it, milady. Yeah, and uh, there's going to be like not one but two fights where they just like mentally throw shit at each oh, other. Oh, I know. Except for this time, she'll have a fire shaped like a Dark Phoenix around her. Yeah, it just won't be random shit orbiting her body. It'll actually be in the shape of a flaming Dark Phoenix. Otherwise, yeah, spine tingling. Um, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. Thanks for all those points, Danielle. Moving on to Josh F. Josh F. I think is how you pronounce that. <laughs> Depending on what exactly they mean by every quote unquote major city being hit by a nuke, I think they're exaggerating on the fallout. Oh, we got a nuclear war truther here. Oh, uh, okay, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I'm taking on all theories this year. It's welcome. Here is your safe place. I'm, and you know, here is your safe fallout shelter. There would still be areas throughout the United States that aren't barren wastelands of nuclear fallout. We would be in bad shape, though, for certain. Either way, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're in the middle of the desert, that's why fallout, you know, it's like takes place in the desert because no one would bother to bomb it. But, like, I feel like in the the height of the Cold War, that specious, specious, specious logic, <laughs> because if I'm the Soviet Union and I got enough shit to bomb all of NATO ten times over, just for the sake of being a bastard, I'm going to carpet bomb the deserts, too. I'm going to take some of that overkill, and I'm going to let... It's not just going to be a major population. It's going to be all the populations. I want every Fuck fucking... Fuck you and all your camels. I want I want all of saguaro so, cactuses. I, I want all your coyotes. I'm going to make... Like, why, why, why be able to blow up the world ten times over if you can't carpet bomb the deserts, too? People think there's those fucking people surviving out in the desert that are so smug. No, 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 no. Just because you live 180 miles from every major city, you're still going to get it. Because, like, the Soviets got to be at least as bloody-minded as I am, right? Uh, if not more. Again, again, it's just, it just makes sense. So, anyway, yeah. he <laughs> he um, he actually includes a link to nuclearsecrecy.com slash map where you can uh. go and punch in your city and, like... Uh, how many megaton warhead you want to hit with it and see how far inside or outside the blast radius Nuclear you are. Nuclear... S- I used to play this game when I lived in Mooresville because this, yeah. this website or this website's like it's been around for a while. Yeah. And I used to... Con- although I'm living in a shithole, but I'm out of most likely Soviet warhead blast range from Indiana. I'd, I'd probably survive. Most likely. Most likely. So I always used to kind of like, okay, well, you know, that's one last thing, right? One yeah. last thing you got to worry about. Yeah. Um, Where are we at right now? We are well within... If, if anyone's going to bother to send a nuke of any sort to Cincinnati, we'd be dead. I mean, shit, we can see this. We can pretty much see the city from our house. So, See downtown from our house. We'd be dead. Oh. Yeah, we'd be dead. But it'd be quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Um, oh. <laughs> jo- jo- <laughs> I think I, I think I terrified Jim last night after we recorded the Ozark podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was leaving, they said, "Oh, uh, let me turn on the lights so you don't slip and fall." And I uh, slip and fall down the stairs and, and die. Uh-huh. And I said, "I'd actually prefer that." As I walked out, and <laughs> I re- I just realized that that's a that's a me kind of sense of humor, and yeah. I'm not sure how it translated. But no, it's got you get please, that. Please, next time you see him, let him know I'm not suicidal. You got that me underscore IRL. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna say, Jim, don't worry, Cecily's Cecily's not suicidal. It's actually it's both, uh, <laughs> right? 
Um, oh wait, we're not doing Joshif. Okay, Sorry. he's All still right. he's still he's it's not just the nuclear cheer you spread. And he says uh, Shirley Michael has seen pictures of his dad Tate Langdon since he was raised by Constance and or his magical Antichrist wisdom just knows what he looks like. Yes. If so, wouldn't Michael take one look at Mister Gallant and say, "Hmm, this guy looks exactly like my dad, like his twin." This is so bizarre. Uh, he also points out, like Danielle, that if Tate Langdon is his, the rubberman suit, as has been in the past, Evan Peters just fucked himself. Okay. Um, he has a point here. If rubberman is Tate, then he is fucking a person that looks exactly like himself. How do we reconcile this with the universe? Like, are we supposed to understand that in universe this is like a superman and clark kent situation where even though they look exactly the same a different hairstyle and wardrobe makes people unable to recognize them yeah Uh, that's that's the perfect analogy right yes assuming a lot of things why how would michael know that tate's his father we're assuming that he knows I, he knows who his parents are. Well, why wouldn't I mean Constance was like all about Tate. Why wouldn't she show him pictures and say this is your daddy and Oh, uh, cuz I think cuz she's aware that he raped that woman and so, that she, you know there's just this really dark shit. Yeah, it seems Maybe like she, she wanted to get him away from that house just so Also the um, the evil like she was hoping the evil wouldn't taint him. Yeah, the psychic whose name is escaping me right now. Billy Lee Billy Williams. B Billy D Williams. Yep. Um I think she told her that she that Tate was or that baby was going to be the antichrist. Oh yeah, totally. So there's every reason why not to tell the antichrist who, mm. you know, if, if nothing else you're buying yourself a little time, right? Your father's the devil, um, okay? But okay. I also just re- Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just seeing the like the real the the daytime TV reality show where like Maury Povich has got the devil on stage and you know they're doing the the the, 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 the we've taken the, this paternity the, the paternity test, test has come back. Uh, Satan, he's, you are the father. Satan, he is your hellspawn. Uh, and Satan's just yes. like stomping around <laughs> with his hooves and leaving flaming sulfur pins. Just like oh no, it's bullshit. Yeah, he flips the table. Flips the table, right? Um, or no, maybe he'd be like a real stand-up guy about it and be like real sweet and like put her in, you know, pull her in for a hug and now. Nah, yeah, you're right. Are you you got to stop with the Satan fanfic. It's, right. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's, it's going to work it's, out for it's, you. It's pretty embarrassing. What if he hears it? I'll just be so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Uh, so embarrassing. Rina. Or maybe Rena. Okay. Uh, hey, just want to start by saying I love and appreciate both of you for this podcast. Aw, well, thank you. I feel like I'm one of the few people who believe AHS Apocalypse is still promising, even if it's reflecting Ryan Murphy's AHDH more than any season before. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on in, Rena. We got we're we're with you on this one. We're with you. Yep. This is a sa- safe space safe for space. for loving the, the the train wreck that we're on. It's one of the favorite my favorite fictional settings to explore, especially when you throw in magic and technology. Since this season is making a lot of parallels with Japanese video game series called Near, I believe that Kathy Bates character Kathy Bot's character rather may have been a human whose soul consciousness was actually put into an android body with the power of magic technology, Thank which you. would be immune to radiation and mutations. She also mentioned in a separate email that uh, this Near thing also deals with l- robot lesbianism, which we oh. were kind of spec. So it's like, ooh, if that's a major influence, um, interesting. 
Ryan Murphy mentioned during season three's production that he wanted a rivaling magical boys' school, and uh, or and, and Sarah Paulson's character said that the bunker was an all boys' school before they turned it into the setting for Mask of the Red Death. Hmm. It's possible that the military were modif- notified by a clairvoyant about the bombs and started this project. Kathy Bates' character could have been one of the people involved in the project since her father was a military officer. Hell, at one point, maybe all the witches and wizards are working with the military. It sucks oh. to admit that my theory probably won't be true and the witches will be wandering around for, uh, reviving favorite characters and traveling through time on their own to stop season one's finale with the power of friendship and sassy one-liners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a quality, quality that's a email. High quality and take. I do love, like, it's got it. That's, that's, I don't know about the backstory that's been invented here, um, the headcanon you got going on, but I love the core idea of noticing the rivaling magical boys school and the underground bunker being beneath an, beneath an all boys school. So I don't know. There's got to be something that they're. They got to be. There's also got to be something they're doing with those teenagers. I don't think we're done with them. I don't think they're dead. I don't believe that anyone's dead mm-hmm. yet. Or Sarah. Pa- no, oh. Sarah Paul's Miss Venable. I think is killed for sure. Wouldn't it be such a? Wouldn't it be such a mind fuck if? Ryan Murphy had these witches come back and revive all the people who just died, but just like had them like switch bodies. (laughs) Like Dinah Stevens woke up or wakes up in Mr. Gallon's body. Right. Just just to fuck with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And have them try to act each other. Like you guys have been working together for like a million seasons Uh, now. So I want you guys as best impersonations of each other. Right. I want Evan Peters doing Sarah Paulson doing Kathy Bosch. That'd be awesome. Yes. Or have Kathy, because like, I, I their consciousness swap in and out of Kathy Botts' body. So yeah, exactly. Kathy Botts has to do uh, everyone's pitch-perfect impersonations. All right. Ah, that's some good stuff there. Brian S. from Texas. Uh, happy Friday to the Internet's most dynamic power couple. Whoa! Woo! Thank you. Uh, glad to hear that Aaron has given himself over to the absurdity that is the season so soon. I think that would allow for exponentially more enjoyment. Oh, yeah, baby. X orders of magnitude, orders of magnitude more. <laughs> Here are my observations for this week's kind of meh episode. Kind of meh, kind of meh, kind of meh, kind of meh. Uh, since I'm glad Murphy is tracking along with my fallout head cannon, it's making it much easier for me to stay engaged. Just need the brother to steal to come down and exterminate Robo Bates before she can attempt to assassinate any additional horny teens. <laughs> Uh, I got some nasty AHS cult flashbacks and Sarah Paulson started in on her man-hating rant, but her feelings are valid. I would, I would say, I'd say even, even with the grubbish upper lip, you can still hate on men. Right. Yeah. Can I, can I move? I like the grubbish upper lip. Can we move to call it the, the grubber lip? The grubber lip. Yep. Grubber. That works. The grubber lip of doom. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really nice. We were just commenting on this last night. It's really nice to see that. All of these creator creators are using their mediums to actually say something in this very trying uh, climate, political climate. Yeah, if, if we're talking uh, always sunny terms, <laughs> right. the climate is sweltering. Exactly. Even you know, always sunny and Ozark and BoJack and, and, and yeah. this show, yeah, this podcast. They're all a little the interesting. Boom Network. All a little interesting takes on it. Not to toot our own horn too much, but. I'm something of a woman myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. 
Uh, who's that guy? Who's the, that that meme? That's the, uh, the, it's the Osborne. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, another another famous Jewish person. Uh, Eric Spider 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 Man. Um, four Chris's. I think Murphy's been listening to Quip. Uh, it's just four Chris's. I don't know what that reference is. I know the Quip. I remember the four Chris's, but I don't remember four Chris's. What? Oh, he says four. The the comment is for Chris's question mark. I think Murphy's been listening to Quip. I get the Quip reference because that was that was a Quip episode. That yeah, you, we pitched the, yeah. the all the famous Chris's in Hollywood lived together in like a house, and you know it's like full house with Chris's. But I don't understand where it fit into the AHS stuff. Uh, I believe that Mallory made a joke that like she had that. Fucked four Chris's or something. N- no, I think that someone said that there's four Chris's that can do it in Hollywood or something oh, like that. Oh, 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 I can't right, remember right, the right. joke either. <laughs> uh, bonehead of the week goes to Tomothy and M. What? what a couple of ding-dongs. Oh, you read an email in a stranger's secret and probably powered and connected laptop stating that the anti-boning rules you've been following for 18 months are bogus. The only logical thing to do in this situation is lay by immediately, even though you've seen firsthand evidence of the death penalty being applied for breaking the rule. <laughs> Want to run this by somebody before you go to town? Nah. <laughs> hey, no. counterpoint... They're like seventeen, maybe eighteen. Come on, come on! Like, is that is that a, like a pro or a con? I mean, is that in their defense or? I'm just saying that you know teenagers invented the whole just the tip stuff. Like, they the nonsense pretexts to get around rules for sex. You know? Yeah, I mean, if I didn't know better, I think that it was uh, sort of a commentary. Well, Jesus doesn't count if it's in the mouth. You know, a, a commentary on the fact that uneducated people will read something on the internet, uh, email, Facebook, perhaps, and then take it as fact because they read it on a computer. Oh shit! You think the social commentary goes that deep with the Murphy? I think he just got lucky on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna posit it, and I'm gonna <laughs> take that as my idea. Now, all right, all right. Um, can't wait for next week where we find out uh, if the Horn Dogs gets uh, game ended or Langdon gets to revive off in time. He did. Oh my god, he did. He got to revive. Ryan Murphy just tweeted that that seed was a social commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news here at Bald Move. Uh, I haven't even released this podcast yet. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he's a premium member, the super premium, the super premium. Because like you can't even you can't even get our video feed with the club. You got to be a you got to be at the Murphy tier. Uh, TB in Kansas. I want to address a theory about Outpost Three being the murder house or under the murder house from season one because this theory has been making the rounds on the internet. I don't know if you've heard TB making the rounds on this here podcast. <laughs> This doesn't make any sense from a geographical standpoint. The story began with the characters leaving an airport in Santa Monica, and uh, and then Murder House was located in Los Angeles. They wouldn't have gotten on a plane to fly to the bunker if it were located in L.A. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no. 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 They need to get out. They need to get away uh, from the fallout. And then they did a Yui right back. <laughs> It's being in the air was the important thing. Right. You yeah. can't be on the ground. That's where all the bad shit's happening. <laughs> Not unless you think they flew around in the good long wild and circled back where the basic start from. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We that's do. Exactly. Unironically, what I think. Unironically? Unironically. Uh, 
We've also been told, credibly or not, that this outpost was built by the cooperative far enough in advance of the apocalypse to prepare it for the out the survivors. You can see there's some strange circular entrances underground bunker topside. I imagine the construction of this unsightly building would draw a lot of attention in the upscale neighborhood where the murder house <laughs> No, no, no. You don't understand. That's actually below the ground. The nuke blew the dirt off of the door. That was part of the plan. Like they calculated how much dirt they need to blow it off. Yes. When the when the nukes came for L.A. Yeah. So I still don't see a problem here. <laughs> TV. This theory is cold plated. Come back next week. Come back next week. Something if, to say. If you got a real argument, okay. <laughs> Uh, on another note, I'm not sure whether you caught the nuance of why the hairdresser's grandmother was embarrassed by him. It wasn't because he was gay per se. She herself had a gaggle of gay friends she was constantly trying to set him up with, hence the dinner party and the flashback with three suitable gays as a guest. Yeah, we weren't saying that. Her issue was that she wanted him to be the right kind of gay, one that fit her stereotype of living basically straight life with another man adopting children and dogs, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely got that. I think Cecily didn't get that, but I, I, uh, I, was, I was pitching, uh, pitching what was, was coming down the plate. Yeah, I was catching. you're always on point. I was catching. You really let those eight internet points go to your head. Um, well, anyway, thanks for re- the feedback. I have I to revoke it. them because of your ludicrous babysitter theory. Um, well, I mean, after TB exploded the murder house theory, I don't. I feel like my babysitter. Th- I also, yeah, we're going to talk about here that in a minute. You just just pause that for a minute. Uh, Amanda, I started watch rewatching AHS in order to bone up. Ah, in order to bone up on my previous season knowledge. I'm halfway through Asylum, and this one detail continues to bother me. The sister, Lily Robbie, and the doctor, James Cromwell, feed people to mysterious creatures in the woods. The setting looks an awful lot like where Outpost 3 is located. We all know there to be a flesh-eating creature right outside the bunker as well. Hmm. Thank you. Now there's a theory. Let me save TB an email. Was the Asylum in L.A.? It has to be because every fucking season. No, not every season of American Horror Story is in LA. Because uh-uh. it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them that are like hotel and whatnot, but like freaks. Freak I kind show, of, I, I want to say it's on the East Coast, actually. Hmm. Anyway, well, TV, you might have to send an email because cause if, if it is. Because then... Pepper was there and Pepper came from Jupiter, Florida, and I think. Did she or is that her sister? I thought there was two pinhead sisters. No, that was Pepper. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I do like the connection to flesh-eating creatures, though. Uh, I think Cecily... Man, would. those dudes are taking down horses now? Jesus. I think Cecily may be onto something. It seems that this creature, this season might have more in connection to Asylum than we've been led to believe. Oh, for Thank fuck's sake. You. Another one. Thank you. Another one trying to make season two happen. Also, my first thought was Kathy Bates was shot. Uh, was shot. wasn't that she's a robot. It was Alien... So maybe Murphy omitted the asylum connection for whatever reason. Hmm. 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 Oh yeah, I guess that would be. So I mean, this is some this is some real red yarn territory we're entering into. I feel like like we're going to be like, oh, uh, she's a robot, like from the movie Alien. Aliens were in season two. This that's Illuminati exact- confirmed. Like come that's on. exactly what I said last week. Come on. And I have yet to see any ev- evidence to the contrary. So. Uh, Suck on that. Veronica. Hey, Aaron. I know you're like, what's up with the snake imagery? But you know who else has a crooked spine like a snake? Sarah Paulson. Coincidence? Bum, bum, bum. Of course, I don't think snakes have the sweaty upper lip thing if they have lips at all. No. 
That's one of their... <laughs> people think snakes are slimy. They're very dry. They're the opposite of Sarah Paulson's um, upper, lip, upper lip area, her grubber. Her grubber uh, <laughs> situation. Uh, well, here's the thing, and I know you sent this last week, but like, there, Sarah Paulson's character, Miss Venerable, is dead now. Venerable? Venable? Venable? Yeah, she got shot, shot. Well, I, like I said, they can't. They just can't have killed every single person. No. In the bunker in no. one episode. Yeah, I mean they could. It just doesn't make sense. Like a lot, it, it makes sense for a lot of the characters, but not, not, not. You know, like the teenagers. Unless they're about to just go over. They establish, barely establish these characters for some reason, and then they're gonna now move over to the sanctuary where all these same actors are gonna be there, just playing new characters. <laughs> oh, they're like, or like they're clones. Like it is like just go like total. Right. Yeah, total fallout. Fallout. I don't think they involve clones. Um, Amanda from Jersey, I'm sending this before episode three, but I'm wondering about you and Cecily's point about this season being a mesh of all the seasons together. Could Sarah Paulson scoliosis be bet or dot from Freak Show with one of their heads cut off leading <gasps> yes. to her shame? Love it. I do love this theory. I do really love this theory that I think she would be older. Like she'd be way like she'd be in her sixties, right? You know, every time I talk about the show, because of just the time setting, jumps, time jumps, aliens, time jumps. We're, exactly, we're, we're fine, I keep, we're fine I keep, with this. I keep forgetting it's actually just two thousand and nineteen. It's like it's present day. Yeah. So if yeah, the freak show is back in the fifties. Right, that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, she'd be much older. But you know, aliens, aliens, time travel. That's what I'm saying. Oh, get this, Amanda from Jersey or uh, Cecily from Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, or could Kathy Bates, who was just ahead by the end of Coven, get a new robot body, thus becoming Kathy Bots? Well, we know from this episode... I fucking love that. We already know from this episode that Constance is inside of Kathy Bots. That's not something that we know. That's something that you hold to be a truth. So, I respect that. It's not my truth. I cannot wait to play that it's back not my for you next experience. week. John from New Hampshire... Uh, just want to say great job and thanks for all the podcasts you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. However, I would recommend for the AHS podcast you continue with the early morning Friday feedback. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, we have plussed it. We have turned this into, okay, we still have to get up at like 5 in the morning, which sucks ass. But but we are now compiling feedback and our notes at the local pancake joint, First Watch. Yes. And that's improved the process immeasurably. We're now like on a we're, we're we're rolling on a nice sugar high. Well, in my case because I love the pancakes. Yeah, you're on I don't the, like sweet breakfast food. You're, you're just like all uh, you're I, just all I carb eat loaded. A power breakfast. And, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, lots of potatoes and eggs and skillet shit. So we're we're Avocado. we're full of beans. It's avocados in there. This Friday morning feedback is going to continue. Uh, I've been uh, except oh. I will say that the real American horror story uh-huh. is that they served me a cup full of only honeydew in my fruit salad yeah so they get some her her potato fiasco comes with a <laughs> fruit salad on the side which is literally a ramekin it's a shot glass shot usually glass has fruit. some pineapple some strawberries some blueberries some and uh, yes some filler of honeydew and grape this fucking cup like four chunks All of honeydew honeydew and two sad grapes and we just yeah it's a, it's a sad state of affairs first watch get your shit together uh so, where were we? Oh, John from New Hampshire. Are you from the New Hampshire Johns? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, no. jo- the Johns of New Hampshire? Uh-huh. Um, 
There's something to be said when Aaron makes a Ryan Murphy production or takes a, a Ryan Murphy production more seriously than The Walking Dead. Also, why slinging around statements such as "It's a grub that spins the finest of silks" on Sarah <laughs> Paulson's face before detaching itself. Uh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and yes, I take. I, I mean, I feel like Ryan Murphy at least loves the show, whereas most of the product, produ- producers of The Walking Dead, I think, have actively hated it for, like, the last three seasons. Right, they're doing it out of spite. Yeah, or Ryan Murphy's like, you know, love it or hate it, he's loving it. So, and he's also got three more seasons, and he don't give a fuck, so he don't have yeah. to prove nothing. Yeah, we could be, it could be more than that. Uh, this gra- could just go on forever and ever and ever. Hey, before we go much further, uh, I'm excited. Sess and I, we got our first sponsor. It turns out that uh, my butt best brand, Butt Plugs, heard us talking about their product on the last podcast, and they wanted us to want to do an ad ad purchase, an ad buy. Uh-huh. So we're here to tell you about my butt best brand, <laughs> Butt Plugs. Nothing but the best. Except nothing but the best for your best butt. They want us to give some personal experiences, and I got to say that it's uh, pretty much like a normal butt plug. But it's got a blue ribbon attached to it, you know, like the like the jeweled butt plugs. It's yeah. like it's like a blue ribbon with the like the the ribbon things hanging down. It says my best butt, my butt best. Yeah, so it's like you you win a blue ribbon for your ass, but it's also not very sanitary. Like if I'd share my personal experience, I would say the blue fabric and the bunting, uh, something I would associate with. It's not reusable. Unfortunately, they are disposable. <laughs> it's not something I would associate with the, the, the use. But, you know, I did feel like I had won a major prestigious award. So if if you've got a best butt that demands the best, get My Best Butt Brand Butt Plugs. <laughs> and if you go to MyButtBestBrandButtPlugs.com and use code... Uh, bald Butt. Bald Butt. You can get 69% off your first order. 69% off your first order of My Butt Best Brand Butt Plugs. What's that website again? MyButtBestBrandButtPlugs.com, code BaldButt. And thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Greg in Greg M., uh, writes in and says he's very excited. He says, our, our podcast advice um, column idea that we debuted the last episode uh, says it sounds super fun. Um, we are going to be starting sometime in October or maybe early November, and we're going to do like a bi-monthly uh, advice show where people email in. We're just want to. We're just trying to come up with a good name for it right now. We're in the planning stages, um, but we'll have that like going definitely before American Horror Story is up. So stay or is over. So stay tuned. Anyway, he's got a couple suggestions for names: bald advice or bald splaining. I really like bald splaining. I like bald splaining. Yeah. Yeah, let us bald splain to you the situation. Yeah. That's pretty good. I really uh, we- like uh I've been liking uh, uh Schadenfreude a lot lately. Uh-huh. But instead calling it bald and Freud. Bald and Freud. <laughs> but that's I that's not gonna work. That's the opposite of what we're doing. The other thing that we came up with, um we thought like call it cherry fiasco. Yes. <laughs> Because we're big uh, Danger Five Danger fans, Five it's obscure Dan. Like we thought, like because we were thinking about going as two characters from Danger Five for Halloween, and we thought we'd like pose on the front with cherry fiascos. Which, if you don't know, is a cocktail drink that's just <laughs> that's just full from bottom to rim with maraschino and cherries. a martini glass, yeah, and a martini. So just pose with those on the cover and cherry fiasco. Or the other idea we had is uh, called the podcast. Chaos reigns uh, from the v- Lars von Trier uh, Antichrist movie. 
And even have like the the album art would be like a decomposing fox or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're at with but this all those show. things are problematic at best. Um, I love Cherry Fiasco. Cherry Fiasco sounds really. It's just so it's like so like it's too specific and too broad at the same time. Mm. I mean, it's not what what does that have to do with anything? Do you think people will search cute... for advice shows? Because I feel like that this will. Have, our best hope is for it to spread virally. And, and having a fun name, you know. That's why we still can't come up with a name. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> this so, conversation. Anyway, sorry for the five-minute ad for something you guys probably don't give a shit about. Back to the American Horror Story podcast. No. Of course guys, they give a shit. Give, you give, they, give, they give an adequate amount of shit. These people are going to be there day one. But this isn't that podcast, so we should probably get to back to the hush ah, of the Oh, thing. I thought that was the last feedbacks. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Cartier. Cardi Very B? classy. Yeah. Very classy. I remember Cecily saying back in episode one that this could uh, all be a reality show where they drop these people off and see what would happen if left their own devices. They got me thinking back to a show that came on NBC a few years back that had the exact same premise. It was called Siberia, and the gist is these people go get dropped off in Russia and have to survive until they're picked up again. This is an American TV show? Yeah, I mean, that it's a fictional show. It's a fictional show about, like, what oh. if they did this? Yeah. Because here's the next thing. After a contestant dies during the first challenge, the crew and host pick up and leave them with nothing but the cameraman. Uh, more Jews in Hollywood. Cameraman. Uh, <laughs> they, they trek to find another set of the same show, but nobody's there but the host, and he's confused to see that they found the new outpost. I forgot what the creator said happened next because the show was canceled. But I wonder what this show would look like if the people were in the same type of situation. Well, yeah, it looks like it's been picked back up. We talked. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like we talked about the timeline problems, and some people sent some feedback in that. Um, it does seem like Langdon grew completely up in less than three years, or there's a, it's a simulation, or there's some time travel. There's there's definitely some some fuckery going on here. Um, but but that could I guess it could be like a game show. Uh or some type of simulation. I don't know. I don't think that's likely, but good idea. Good idea. It's a good idea. It's I, a great idea. Only because Ryan Murphy just did the reality show thing. Mm. Um, I would think it would be a cool... Okay. I do. Here's a cool idea. I'm going back to my quip roots. Um, it would be a cool idea to take like actual survivalists, like Cody Lundin, that Survivor man, and all these like professional like oh bear grills. You're obsessed with Cody. I am. He's he's my man. Okay. Uh, you drop them off in Siberia, and everyone signs waivers and stuff, and they have like a satellite radio, right? Okay. But the the show is you guys live out here, and when you're ready to tap out. Like, use the satellite radio and see which one makes it the longest. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like they're, it, it's not like they're going to die. It's more of like, how long can you really survive out here without anybody's, anybody's help? I think right. that'd be a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I just listened to a podcast about the Donner party. Mm-hmm. And Same thing. It's, yeah. it's kind of amazing what, how long you can go. And what your body can do and the kind of resourcefulness you can come up with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before you start eating people, of course. Right. But 
Right. But then there's also the eating people part. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, like, your will to survive <laughs> is stronger than how much you don't want to eat your child. I, th- <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to go with, like, they've actually, it's like, you know, it's, it's amazing how long you can go without having to resort to cannibalism, which is amazing because the scientists found out that the daughters began eating each other. Almost <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Really? Like the first real pang of hunger set, hunger set in. The first, I mean, and Grandma just got carved up like that. Right when they tested the first one, the first person's stomach, they're like, he was just a little peckish. Yeah. <laughs> just feeling snacky. Yeah, they actually found they actually found frozen piles of vomit where they would gorge themselves on you and then purge just so they could keep gorging. Okay, all right, Cretion. All right, all right, let's sober up here. Um, Alina from Akron. In case people, other people want to Google it during the commercial break. Oh, by the way, on the new stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> snake venom almost always needs to be injected into the bloodstream and thus ca- carried around the body to be effective. Uh, there's no way you could just drink venom. Yeah, <laughs> we, that's we, not we how said this on the live, and I'm like, I tried. I I thank you for researching this because I tried to find out because I thought the whole thing is like. You know, venom has to be injected. Poison is something you can drink. And I was trying to get, and I, I could, I found a whole bunch of contradictory answers. You found the salute, the answer. If ingested, the acids and enzymes contained in both the saliva and the stomach break venom down to harmless chemicals very quickly. So it turns out you can chug snake snake juice, <laughs> snake juice, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be just fine. Which, yeah. But on the other hand, how many people know that these are post apocalyptic snakes? My my suspension disbelief is is strong enough with this crazy show that I I don't really care. So you're saying that all these people started vomiting and dying based on a mass hysteria about something they didn't even know was happening? No, I'm saying in this universe, this particular species of irradiated snake oh. can poison you to death from just ingesting their venom. The funny thing is, you can just milk it and just like squeeze their mouth, and you can fill up entire mason jars full as well. That's how right. Every snake contains three cubic liters of snake venom. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, uh, it's like D and D bags of holding. Or uh, what if it's witchcraft? Oh. What if the snake venom was just like snips and snails and puppy dog tails type yeah. of hullabaloo? Yeah, and, and it, it was just the part of. A spell that they put on a potion that they fed them. Okay. That's that right. Seems, that seems crazy, but sure, why not? Uh, all <laughs> theories out there. Like I said, uh, I don't have to defend myself to you or anyone, but no, I'm going to make all theories. <laughs> you do not. Um, what the funny thing is, is when they opened up a case of apples and they started talking about poison, I'm like... Are they going to do the whole pick out all the seeds from the apples because they have minute traces of cyanide and they're going to make... But then, like, oh, no, it's even dumber. They're going to milk these snakes and have the people drink it. Um, Anyway. Also, how much... Okay, if... If you could drink snake venom and it poisons you... Right, and it worked like Drano, sure. Then how much do you think... Mm Mm-hmm. Like how much if a snake bites you, how mm-hmm. much does it take to kill you? Not much. It takes that much more to drink. So how do you not notice like what would essentially you just have to be hollow in the inside apple? That's thinking like because <laughs> number one, a red delicious, most disgusting apple breed bar none. Like they've ruined it. They have re- like it's like science right. that Walmart's requirements for that to be shipped a million miles and stored for seventeen months has ruined the 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 red delicious. Yeah, so, I, they used to so be my favorite apple. You, they, these people are biting. <laughs> 
in to, to snake terrible. to snake venom flavored wood pulp, essentially. Like, I don't care if you've not had nothing but stew stew to eat. You're going to be like, the fuck is this? You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do you get your first taste of apple or your first taste of like real food uh-huh. in 18 months and you don't immediately bite down into it as soon as you go bobbing for it? That's true. I would. I just think it's amazing that not a single person decided to just go ahead and do it anyway. Right. The other thing is like they're picking up by the stem. I thought that was an interesting. Oh, no, move. only one person did. Oh, really? Yeah. Evie? I was. I was kind of watching. Cause I wonder how hard it is to actually bob for apples. Have you done that? I have done it. We did it at a Halloween party once. It's. Um. It's possible. It's certainly possible. Oh, you Which, know what? That makes I, there's sense. another like, connection I just made. Yeah. Is that that's where. Uh, that's the introduction of Rubberman. Is the Halloween episode where mm. Zachary Quinto was uh, putting around. Yeah, he's putting red delicious apples in his bobbing mm, for apples. Right. Tank. How does that work at a party? You just walk up and stick your face in there? Yeah, man. People just it like just they seems really unhygienic. Yeah, but like, you, you, that's because you were born in and and that's because we've all been born in like the fucking hand sanitizer generation. Like, seriously, people did not give a fuck about that shit in the seventies. No, I'm not worried. I'd get sick, but if I like stuck my face in there, like if I. They did key parties in the 70s. For instance, I know <laughs> why I give my cat clean water every day. Yeah, because yeah. when you just have a bowl of water sitting out, shit gets in there. Right. It, that, that's but all I'm saying. the cat doesn't care. That's saying the cat doesn't require the clean water. That's something you're doing to make yourself feel good. And that's why she loves me more. <laughs> Moving on. Miguel from L.A. I found this first two episodes of the season falling short on the premise of the apocalypse. But this episode turned it all around for me. Welcome aboard, Miguel. I was hooked from the beginning of the episode. I guess all I needed was Langdon's evil face and Mallory showing signs of her being a witch. I'm just wondering if the people who weren't brought back to life will stay dead. I mean, the young couple was uh, positioned as some sort of main characters this season, so them dying was weird. Also, who is this Kathy Botts, the robot, based on? I do not think it's Jessica Lange's character from season one, since Kathy Bates looks nothing like her. It's got to be one of his babysitters, people. It's got to be. That's insane. That's insane. I'm just saying. Kathy I accept Botts is all do- theories, and even I reject that. Kathy Botts doing a terrible Jessica Lang impersonation, like worse than her Baltimore accent impersonation. That's pretty damn bad. Uh, next, who in the hell was flying Maybe- the plane in the first episode? The plane took off and flew for a while, but then they looked inside a cockpit. No one was there. I presume an autopilot. It was a gray. He's a person who is now a gray. Who cares? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the witches are back in a full form, bringing people back from the dead like it's an everyday occurrence. So glad Emma Roberts will feature the rest of the season. I know you guys aren't her biggest fans, but I've watched her since her days in Nickelodeon and have a huge crush on her. So have I. Also, how does she know Mallory? Did I? Do we don't like was... Emma Roberts? I think I like Emma Roberts. I like Emma Roberts. So I think I... she's one of those people that you love to hate because I mean, she's yeah, meant to play. She's been uh... a shit in every thing I've ever seen her in. Exactly. So if we ever say anything uh, unkind about her, it's about the character, yeah, not Emma like, Roberts. It's like uh, Jack Gleason gets the same thing. He's Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Or actually, and... you know what? Maybe I have talked shit about Emma Roberts. She. Uh oh. Uh oh. Claw's coming out. She is. I don't know if she still is, mm-hmm. but she was dating uh, Evan Peters. In mm-hmm. real life for a long time. Yeah. And it came out that she had abused him. Abused him? Yeah. He came, like, there. he was photographed with a black eye. Oh, and some oh shit. Okay. Like, in real life. Okay. I was like, how did she... Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's legit. Yeah. Um, 
But the characters... Damn, for real? Yeah, for real. Wow. This was years ago. Wow, that's awful. I don't know. And they're working I mean, together in the show? Damn, that's that's a tough situation. Beyonce stayed with Jay-Z. Well, you know. There's all kinds of... Uh, just, Didn't Rihanna know? sing with Chris, Bri- Chris Brown like a la- you last You know, we should save this for the relationship podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call, this call, would be our first topic. Call us, Rihanna. People call, who call stay us with their Peters. abusers. We can we can talk uh, talk talk through this. Um, all right. Uh, I know you guys don't have any answers unless you follow Ryan Murphy. Follow Ryan Murphy on Twitter, but it's fun speculating and getting your takes on it. Um, getting your takes. Getting getting your takes. All right, Miguel. Thanks for writing in. Uh, did we give takes? We gave takes and all that, right? We gave takes. Yeah, we got we got. Takes. We gave so many takes. Christina, has anyone else noticed that Kathy Botts has a lazy eye? Now that's all I ever see when she's on the screen. Maybe Murphy can tie in sweaty lips and lazy eyes to the theme for next season because it's terrifying. I've not noticed Kathy Botts having a lazy eye. I don't think it's a lazy eye. I think is it a character it's a... affectation or does Kathy Botts have a little bit of Kathy Bates rather have a little bit of a lazy eye? I believe that it might be kind of a droopy eyelid type of situation, mm, like a makeup deal. Yeah. Uh, no, I think she might have a droopy eyelid. Oh, I think I I, I definitely have one. If you like look in my eyes, one oh, of Jesus. them closes a little bit more than the other. Oh my god! My brother, oh my, god. my brother had surgery to correct it when he was young. And they, but I I don't think if to have a lazy eye, you'd have to. One of them would have to be like off center, right? Yeah, just kind of drifting off. And oh my god! Oh my god! What? It's what is it? It's just, just like you pointed out Sarah Paulson's lip. Now this yeah, you can't eye. unsee my face. Oh my god! It's it's. What what man could love you now? Also, uh huh. One of my ears is higher than the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just because your left butt cheek is bigger, so you're just always sitting at an angle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't have a droopy eyelid. Huh? Fix that. <laughs> Tom, how intentional do you think uh, Apocalypse is as to the thematic? See, oh. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Let, me, let me rewrite the sentence on the fly. <laughs> how intentional do you think Apocalypse is as a thematic sequel to Cult? By this, I mean how Cult was about current topics such as Trumpets America. Trumpets is America. I'm having a real hard time speaking today. Do uh, we uh-huh. do we take this as a follow-up with the nukes being a nod to the Korean Missile Crisis and the current social dissension uh, that would lead to our apocalypse? Look... I said at the beginning of the season... And you'll say it again. Which might have been the preview podcast that we didn't release because it was an even bigger mess was, than usual. It was a bigger mess than uh, that I think Ryan Murphy's Twitter feed. Ryan Murphy was on the beach of Hawaii with his husband and two lovely children, and the air raid sirens went off. Does he and have children? The miss- yeah, he does. He has two children. And the uh, missile alerts went off, and he, the, he's hugging, hugging the family, and they're crying, and then like they get the all clear, and boom, that's the season of American Horror Story. That's my theory. I mean, I don't know. Like that's that's an awful specific image, but I do think that yeah, the like the Korean missile, the the Korean kind of warmongering and saber rattling that was happening, the false alarm on Hawaii, all that stuff is 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 grist for his mill that he's that he's grinding here. Yeah. Uh, I could be reading way too much in this. Tom continues, but thinking about this led to part two of my question. Do you think Murphy is starting to head into some kind of overall message for his series? Will he have some kind of final conclusion to his series that presents some culminating message? No. If so, what do you think that Next might question. be? <laughs> no, no, no. God, no. Like, will he, in season 10, try to snatch something like that? Absolutely. But if that that came into his mind 15 minutes before he started writing season 10, I'd be very surprised. Right. I'd be very surprised. Right. 
Like, I mean, obviously the seasons have been about <clears throat> like current stuff and things happening in society. Mm-hmm. Um, things. Later ones, much more than earlier ones, that seem to be more archetypal things, like you know, ghosts and uh, aliens and vampires, sh- vampire and witches and all that shit. Um, oh my! But yeah, like an <laughs> overarching, like everything tied together. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he tries that though. Uh, I wish you would, Murphy. I wish you'd try it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I wish, I wish a Murphy would. Uh, Brian S., well, I'm starting to lose sight of the Fallout fanfic. Aw. We got Gooley Eichner back, been the same breath of pop uh, in Pops and Witches. Yes, that's what was awesome about it. Hopefully we convince them to turn off and tune in. I'm <laughs> turn, turn off, tune in. I'm I'm counting on you two to help me make sense of this in madness. No, 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 whoa, no, no. Don't whoa, stop, whoa, whoa. stop, stop. You never all said that. you were going to do that. No, you got to embrace it. Uh, some quick thoughts. So, has Kathy Botts always known she's a bot, or is this a new thing to her? I mean, I think it's a new thing to her, uh, and she is handling it really well. But like, I really don't want to see them try to do Westworld. Like, Westworld itself is getting tedious with the Westworld things it's doing. Yeah. So, like, I don't need any navel-gazing about the re- nature of her reality and whether she's a person <laughs> or anything like that. Really, really don't need any of that. No. So, her just accepting the situation and rolling, kind of enjoyed. Um, is there an endless supply of healthy horses to send to outposts? Yes. Yes. Yes, that is a fact. Are horses somehow immune to radiation poison? Also, bred by the collective to absolutely be immune to radiation poisoning. Uh, what kind of monster sends red delicious apples? I'd rather eat right. snakes than a mealy ass piece of shit red delicious. Thank you. Goddamn right, Brian. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, either Coco has a sun ripened walked, uh, sun ripened walker melon head, or Eichner got some super strength from walking the radioactive wastelands. That knife went deep as fuck. That's just yeah. a pissed off Eichner. That's that's that was a, that was all of his venom and 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 bile behind that swing. Hands down, one of the best upchuck scenes I've seen in recent memory. Hell yeah. Yeah. You had some super watery, foamy stuff, some uh, extra chunky. No, do we have to do this? Some old bloody bile. <laughs> Checks just about every box. Evan Peters got at least two solid hands on these. He's full projection. I can't imagine how much fun they had with that. Uh, yeah. Would that be fun or gross? Oh, I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah, but I bet there's one cast member that's like super queasy. Yeah. And, like, you probably torment that per- shit out of that person. Right. Oh, man. There's uh, always, like, there's always one person in the room who has right. to be, like, I can't. Got the weak can't. stomach. Yeah. Uh, keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Oh, also excited for our internet uh, advice show. Us, too. We are. We are. King Cobra. Uh, thought this was the best episode of the season. It moved fast and wiped out most of the cast to leave us ready to move on to the next chapter of the story. I do hope they show us next week how they reprogrammed the three witches from Coven. Me too. Uh, I guess the second act will be Coven versus Michael. We know the witches are powerful enough to match with him, but to beat him? The final battle would be a bridge to part three? There's a nice mm-hmm. little flash of real Michael when battling Mallory. This would explain why he hasn't really aged normally. We also got to see his ceremony to get answers and likely to get some of his powers. Yeah, I I thought that was cool. And, like, it does seem like it's silly to discuss if he ages appropriately because he's literally a demon child. So Yeah. 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 Um, I like his timeline, though, for Coven versus Michael. And then there's, like, a third part that kicks, like, is that when aliens come? Only aliens can save us, Cecily? Yes. I'm actually not suggesting that I'm making fun of the season two connection. But, but. now that you say it, it makes sense. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. I can't I'm win in. for losing. <laughs> um, Divine Missy, we are in the prep. Take your sandals off. 
There's a burning bush in this here mailbag in the okay. form of Divine Missy M. It's hollowed ground, and she has many questions. Does this mean the teens are just a red herring? Nah, nah they're going to get super resurrected. Yeah. They might be witches themselves. They're genetically different. Like, there's something, unless the collective is just fucking with us, which is entirely possible, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where did Billy Eichner go? Is he still in the bunker somewhere? I'm guessing, yeah, he'll be in the bunker. Sure. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Until, like, until the witches leave, right? Like, he's going to um, hook up with them. Yeah. We're not done with Billy Eichner. We didn't bring him back Mad Max style just to have him... You know, schlep off screen. Right. Uh, we're not. We're not finished with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if nothing else, he's super infected. Um, Coco. No, she's dead now. He's super infected the whole containment of the place with radiation. Um. What? He's he's super infected with radiation poisoning. Oh yeah yeah. So he him is. just being there and like breathing and touching other people and just dancing in the room with them doesn't that it expose them all? Hmm. I well, get, they're but, also all dead now, so whoops. Yeah, especially since like uh, I felt like Sarah Paulson and uh, Miss Venerable and Kathy Botts are just kind of making shit up when it comes to those Geiger counters anyway. Yeah. So like I don't I don't think the radiation sickness is as much of a thing. Like if you're walk if you've been walking around for months out there, then you're probably you're probably good. Oh, we got a it's radiation like Chernobyl. Sickness like like they've they've like been doing studies of the animals in Chernobyl, and they're like on average I think healthier than not because like they're like the background radiation, I'm not going to say it's great, but outside <laughs> of great. like at the main reactor core, it's it's not super high. Yeah. And the lack of human presence in that region, like n- not hunting, no automobiles, like no pollute, like the 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 animals are actually healthier than average than the surrounding ones. I don't know, it's bizarre. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know how scientifically accurate all that stuff is. Um that might be shit I read or misread on the internet. So. <laughs> Uh, look forward Great. to the corrections yeah. rolling in next week. Let's prove my, Ryan Murphy's point and just uh, <laughs> uh, cite it as fact. Um, yeah, no kidding. Based on no evidence. Uh, let's see. What happened to the other greys? Divine Missy M continues. And the very tall henchman. I think the hench- the, the, the henchman, she got she got killed. She got killed by the Eichmann, I think. Uh, and I assume I all don't... the other greys got killed. Like, uh, that... Everyone was at the Halloween bash. They showed all the grays kind of arrayed in the backgrounds. I think everyone got the bob for apples and everyone shared the bounties. I think everyone's dead now. Yeah, everyone dead. Uh, where are Queenie and Zoe? They're the actually two alive witches at the end of Coven. Weird little that Myrtle and Madison were there, but not the other two living witches. Yeah, because those two were dead by the end of the season. I'm telling you, I think those three women. You might wi- be right. I think those three women. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the Supreme was still alive, too. Yep. Yep. I don't know, but but she can she can bring people back to life. That was her power, right? Yeah. Did she learn from Lily Robbie? She can like just do it at will. That's true. That's what makes her a supreme, I guess. Um, are Venerable and Cordelia the same person? Cordelia didn't show up till Venerable died, and how did she know exactly where to go? I don't think so. I mean, they're literally the same person. They're Sarah Paulson, <laughs> but but no. controversial opinion there yeah i think i think venerable is well the thing is is like why do all the question mark scoliosis shit and then not pay that off before you kill that character that doesn't make any sense but then again maybe that's just an elaborate Have red herring we system. learned nothing no literally <laughs> we haven't michelle from cali that bloodletting ritual that michael got 
with Michael got a little bit much when he was almost writhing in ecstasy as he ran his blood-covered hands over himself. Speak for yourself, Michelle. Right, yeah. Do not, do not shame Ryan Murphy for his his excess, okay? 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 Uh, Frack frack and T moving on. So Langdon told Bites... Wait. (laughs) So Langdon told Bates Spot... Yeah, Yeah. she said they went to Bates Spot uh designation <laughs> that her design and memories came from a woman who took care of him when he was a child do we know who that is Constance. yes no it's the babysitter it's one of his babysitters what my f- memory of murder house is a little I foggy can't tell if you're playing some sort of elaborate joke god damn it i'm not my memory of murder house is a little foggy but i think langdon's <laughs> mom is connie Britton, and she died right yes. jessica lang constance was taking care of him at the end yes bait spot meant to have constance memories yes if you're with this crazy person fracking tea yes if you're the rational crowd that believes he's a beloved ba- she's a There's beloved babysitter nobody that believes that why because we had a dead babysitter at the end they need a new babysitter do they? He's a grown-ass adult now. Well, I mean, he is now, but not when he was a child. He was still a child when... I'm just saying that just... And you like, think... Why do Constance you think- hired a babysitter. What's the odds that she wouldn't hire another one? Why do you think Constance is out of consideration for being a person who took care of him? Because I don't think she had an inner. She was a terrible mother. Wasn't she? No. No. I mean, she she kept on having. I mean, the, the physical deformities. I can't, I guess, blame on her. But, but like, sounds like you the way are. she locked him into the attics and like treated him terribly, and I don't know. I just kind of never thought she was that. She was like a more of a Downton Abbey mother, you know. Uh, Mick G was an amazing mother, but she still had governesses and nannies, and she didn't probably diaper many bottoms. Is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just saying this is one of the more bizarre theories that you're really <laughs> committed to. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, I I feel like it's the obvious. I'm not. I'm not trolling here. I really do believe the that obvious. Okay. I yeah, because that's <laughs> what it seems to me clearly. Clearly, I'm in a min- minority opinion. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> also, I love that they killed all the new characters. Most of them are pretty uninteresting, except for Miss Venerable. Venable, and I'm glad she's gone because it would be weird to have her and Cordelli on screen together. Yeah, double, double, double grubber lip power would be too strong. Too <laughs> double strong. the grubber, double the fun. <laughs> I mean, that's that's freak show, right? Yeah, like the TV could barely contain it. Um, Emma Roberts, my favorite thing in anything she does. She's the only young actress on AHS. Oh, who can really go up against heavy hitters like Sarah Paulson and Jessica Lange. I'm excited to see more of Madison and her backstory this year. Um, Moving on to EJ. The arrival of the witches raised so many questions. Is the show trying to tell us that they were possessing or inhabiting the bodies of Coco, Myrtle, Mallory, Madison, and Dinah Cordelia? Right, that's what I think. I don't. I think they're literally Myrtle, Madison, Cordelia. Um, Was it only by host deaths that they could be released? Uh, how are Madison and Myrtle alive? At the end of the coven, Madison had been strangled to death by Kyle, and Myrtle was burned at the stake. Here are my thoughts. Cordelia has the power of resurgence. Fuck yeah, she does. It was plausible that she brings Mar- Myrtle back to life, similar to how Misty Day-, May- Day did, with or without magic swamp mud. According to Cordelia, Myrtle was her true mother, and she burned her at the stake, begrudgingly and only at Myrtle's request. Or demand, rather. If you recall, Myrtle killed the two other council members by poisoning them and scooping their eyeballs out. When Cordelia became the new Supreme, Myrtle didn't want her presence uh, tainting Cordelia's new rule and insisted on being shown justice for her crimes. Um, Thank you for the Coven backstory. 
In the episode four promo, we see a presumably younger Langdon addressing a Madison dressed in a grocery store uniform stocking shelves. Could this be Madison's personal hell that Langdon is able to visit considering he's the Antichrist and can flip between hells? Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, she's a wage slave. Uh, Is it possible that Langdon could have released Madison from hell? Madison wasn't exactly the model human being or witch while alive. Did Langdon try to recruit her to to be on Team Evil? Perhaps using her to track down other witches so he could kill them? He mentioned in his prayer scene after the interaction with Mallory that he missed one. Uh, all that said, why then would Madison be strutting in with Cordelia and Myrtle now as part of Team Witch? I, I think, mean, I think the Supreme's the one he missed when he tried to kill them. I think. I and mean, he's got to be talking about Mallory, though, she right? She brought everyone back in context. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. My bad. Do you think Mallory's like? I don't know. I I think this is. I mean, these theories are cool and all, but I feel like it's going to be like much simpler. It's going to be that the Supreme just resurged these people and that's it. That's it. Right. Uh, and I think, like I said, I'm still feeling good about the theory of Emma Stone straddling, uh, Mallory and saying, remember me, bitch. That's just because she used to be her assistant before she worked for Coco. But I don't know. If these crazier theories are true, I would be happy. Uh, almost done here. King Cobra at Cecily. I'm with you. Not sure how Aaron's a- a- uh, sees it as the babysitter. You know what? Fuck all you guys. <laughs> and my co-host. Uh, his grandmother, Constance, is the one who raised them. Why would the babysitter have had, who had such a short window have that deep of an impact? Right. I just... I don't know. Like, So you guys think this is just a, the babysitter is like a one-shot deal? I thought the babysitter was like somebody that... Like more of a governess type. No. What? Why? Because that's what they didn't like. You didn't even see her face. Yeah. In the episode. Right. The whole point was just to show that this kid has murderous impulses. But why would you have a babysitter when impulses. she's home? Because she's a, she's an old-fashioned woman. Right. So it's a governess. So they, she, he could have a strong bond with her. Okay. <laughs> Man. Keep defending it, I guess. I, I will. I will. Your hate only makes me stronger. Uh, Doom Train. All right. Uh, so I looked up the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a lot to deal with this early on a Friday morning. Doom train rolling at you. So I looked up the year that Vivian gave birth to Michael, and it looks like she gave birth to him in March 2012. But in Langdon's emails, the latest one was sent on October 20th, 2021. My birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. But that means that Langdon will only be 11 years old. But he's a demon. But he's a demon. Mm. Now for my shitty theory, the only event in this entire show that was ever introduced time fuckery was season two when Alma and Grace were inside the alien ships. I really think season two is going to play an even bigger role than we thought. Yes. Especially since the angel of death and the demon that possessed Mary Eunice are more relevant (laughs) than ever in this sitting. (laughs) The angel angel of of death. death. It's she's a she's a she's a real salty broad. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, shit, shit. Yeah, bring everybody. Have them play five different characters. It's gonna be, it's gonna be messy. Yeah, but you know, you won't mistake her for Myrtle when she's got the black wings popping out of her back. I mean, she does have a very distinctive look. <laughs> the fist of death. The fist. She administers the 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 the. the yeah, we we had this whole elaborate like when inside joke when we were watching Asylum that the uh, kiss of death that the angel of death administers it was, it was a mistranslation was actually a mistranslation it's the fist of death 
<laughs> and where she administers is anyone's in the, up to anyone's imagination because no one lives to, to tell the tale. And no one gets, you know, fisted in the mouth generally. Mm-mm, there, mm-mm. yeah. Well, I mean, you pu- get punched like she could just punch you to death. Well, <laughs> it's it not gentle. Be a fist, it would be a fist. It's like when she's like, "Are you ready?" And the person's like, <laughs> you know, closes their eyes and puckers the lips. She just like <laughs> psh, 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 just starts pissing them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just sucker punching. Oh Jesus! Uh, All right, yes, this that that was this. the last of the feedbacks. Uh, thanks for making our Friday morning. Uh, if you'd like to send us feedback, you can do so at ahs at baldmove.com. or we also have the uh, the alsos. We also have the forums thread uh, mm-hmm. at forum.baldmove.com. Each week has its own. Uh, each episode has its own forum thread, and you can create your own forum threads. It's kind of like you know. Anything goes over there. Not really. We have forum rules. Obey them. Uh, <laughs> AHS at baldmove.com. Uh, we'll see you next week for the next episode. Until yes. then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye.